coming up this week. Something will hit you in life. Something will hit you, bitch. <laughs> Be careful. Financial <laughs> threats. <laughs> Imminent. I used to live in victim state. <laughs> I had to change my career and I lost the use of my arm. Abusive relationship. I've got slipped discs in my back, being made an orphan, you know. Shit. My dad dying at 50, my mum getting de- dementia at 25. Yeah. That was a struggle. You know, if you've been to Tenerife, I've been to Eleven Reef. <laughs> the victim is, <laughs> you know? This was victim hurt. Yeah. Trauma <laughs> struggle has been a big part of my journey. Preach. <laughs> you are listening to the Son of a Bitch podcast. With your host, Christina Lennon and Joel Mignot. So, what are we drinking, Joel? Today, I have made us uh, apple and elderflower martini. Mm. So, do you think struggle builds character and resilience? 100%, but at the same time, how much more character do I need to go damn build? <laughs> I'm done, I want to have some fun. <laughs> character built? Now character is built. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But this is the thing about life. Once you uncover one thing, another thing comes. <laughs> it's like, okay, I've been to therapy. I've, you know, conquered this issue that I had within myself. And then, bam, you got another one. <laughs> life is just a roller coaster. Yeah. And you don't appreciate the highs if you don't have the lows. Contrast. There was one particular year we went on like six or seven holidays. It was when yeah. we went to LA and we filmed that TV show. But we'd been to Russia. Called the world's best. Yeah, we we did went to Russia. We went to um, LA filming, yeah. and then we had like six holidays as well. And every time, like after the first few, I'd be getting on the plane and I just didn't have that excitement. Yeah. It was like, hmm, you know, yeah. and it's like some people have one holiday in the lifetime or one ho- they look forward all year and work yeah. hard so they have that one holiday and here I am like traveling the world just not even appreciating it at all yeah so i do feel that those downtimes give you the ups mm. but how much more downtimes <laughs> i like being up <laughs> no, I think for me, I'm just in a transitional period of my life. Mm. I think, you know, being 27 years old, having a successful career as a model, I've had to mourn that career mm. now because it's not fulfilling me um, emotionally. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a, I, I'd like to think of myself as a talented person and it, it's, it's kind of... Um, hindered me in a way um the career as a model Mm. um so now i'm like reconnecting with myself and trying to find out what it is i'm doing with my life (laughs) what the fuck are you doing with your life (laughs) everybody my age feels this way like what the hell am i doing with my life like it's 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 such a common theme as well people in their 40s generally they'll do one career up until switch. 40 and then they'll be like i only did this because my dad thought it was a good idea yeah. or because my parents forced me into uni or whatever else yeah. and then they retrain so it's not just your age but at your age it's about exploring lots of, lots of things nobody knows what they're doing yeah it's about getting as many experiences under your belt going yeah. different places seeing different things and then you can have a better idea of actually 
this is what I'm good at. Doing what you love. Yeah. What you're good at. Yeah. And then what people need. That's the sweet spot. Yeah. And you have a lot of talents and things yeah. that you're good at. It's just at the minute you're at that beginning stage of s- Again. exploring, which is horrible. Yeah. It's a hard spot to be in. Society makes you feel like you're not a successful person if you don't have X amount of money in the bank or if you don't have all these flashy things that mm. you're not a successful person. But personally, I have great friends. I have a good relationship. I have great family. Like I've got a lot of things that make me feel successful. Mm. My career at this transitional stage, I would say is a trigger. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'm triggered. (laughs) No, no, no. You scramble to try and figure out and you try and rush, rush this process, but maybe there is beauty in this struggle and maybe there is, you know, beauty in being vulnerable Mm. within this. There is, and there's growth in that time. Yeah. That is, that's the time where you dig deep and maybe you don't have the courage to do something. You're just forced to do something, try things that you probably, when comfort brings about apathy. If you had lots of money and you probably wouldn't be so desperate to find something. Yeah. You'd just be like, "Mm, whatever, you know. When it comes, it comes. Yeah. And I think that's that's how modelling made me feel. Like, you just become accustomed to that way of life. Mm. You know, doing one job a week, two jobs a week. Like, mm. that's not how the real world works. Because obviously people don't re- probably don't realise you came back from America in the first lockdown. During the pandemic. Because your visa ran out. And boy, let me tell you, that was a crash back down to reality. <laughs> Living in LA, although LA isn't what people may think, Mm. you do get to do some amazing things. Mm. And I feel like my lifestyle was amazing. But um, coming back to England during the pandemic. Mm. Back to your mum's. I had to come back to my mum's. You know, I'd spent all my money. I'd been crazy. I'd had a wild time. And there I was back at my mum's and I had to do some thinking. I had to, you know, really get down and deep into you know why i found myself back here Mm. um what my next moves were Mm. i had to go to therapy Mm. um because obviously being at home especially being a kid there was a and going straight into modeling i feel like there was loads of things that i was running away from Mm. and then having to sit in the reality of all these things that you were running away from for like five six seven years and then sitting with it Mm. That shit's hard. Yeah. Yeah. But also, I I look back at that time with fondness as well, mm. because that was like the catalyst for my journey of self-discovery. Mm. A deeper self-discovery. It, those moments I needed, mm. maybe I didn't know that I needed it, but it was yeah. definitely a, a good moment. It was mm. a humbling moment and a moment of vulnerability. That's also when I went and did Accuturn. Mm. And so, like, not only had I had all these internal issues, I looked crazy. With, well, <laughs> I had yeah. loads of acne. Like, I think emotionally, the and Accutane's the drug. Accutane's the drug that you can go on, and it's quite an intense drug. Um, normally, this suggests like between four and six months, but if it's more extreme, then maybe more. And it's a drug that can actually alter, you know 
your mental health. It can make you very depressed. It gives you extremely cracked skin, dry skin. Um, your hair can fall out, your bones can hurt. Like you have to have blood tests every month. Like it's a whole situation. So it was a struggle. It, w- it was, yeah, like th- I, I had to go through a mental rebirth and a physical rebirth. <laughs> and I was like, any more? Anything else? <laughs> <laughs> but th- that co- that contrast in my life, that moment of contrast, you know, definitely made me more resilient. And it definitely humbled me to a point where I was able to be a little bit more sensitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, it warmed my heart up a little bit. Mm, cold, cold hat. <laughs> and made me start asking questions like, why do, Why am I like this? Mm. How can I change this? Why is my family like this? Why are my friends like this? Like, Show me your family. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> no, but I think there's, yeah, I think definitely hard times do build character. Mm. And as hard as it can be, like, you have to have those moments. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Lots of parents, parenting styles, they mm. try and save the kids. Yeah. They don't want the kids shouted at at school. Mm. You know, as soon as they get told off, they're into school, like, you can't speak to my child like that, blah, blah, blah. They try and protect their child, which every parent wants to protect their child from yeah. being hurt, from everything else. But in doing that, you make your child soft. And then they end up coming to me having self-harmed or whatever else because they haven't naturally built any resilience. Mm. So you've got to see your kids hurt, cry, fall flat on the face, experience rejection from their peer groups, everything else. It's just part of growing up. You can't save them. No. You know? And, And that's something that I think has changed generationally. Yeah. Like parents are not allowing their children to feel uncomfortable so then they especially then when they go out to secondary school or something and people are unkind and their parents can't save them Mm. they really experience a crash because they've got no safety net i feel like if i had a kid Mm. it would pain me well maybe i'm the problem Hallelujah. End of podcast. (laughs) I feel like it would pain me to like let them just do what they want to do. Do you think I'm sat there going, (laughs) he's fallen? No, it it does. You know, there's been times where my children have asked for money for things. And it's money that I've had, but I've said no because it's it's like, no, you have to. I can't just give you everything. Yeah. Because you'll never want to go out and do things yourself. And you have been around people with money. And when I say yeah. money, serious money. I know. And somebody in particular, we won't mention names, I remember being cut, <laughs> his monthly allowance was to cut to £10,000 a month and he was devastated. He crashed massively because his allowance had been cut to ten grand. Yeah, That is relevant to him. Mm-hmm. That's like... That's his struggle. Exactly. And it's a real struggle for him. I'd love 10 grand. (laughs) Yeah, just free. Yeah. But no, it was. I I saw the repercussions of that. Exactly. 
But when people are given, 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 they mm. don't ever have that kind of context. You know, yeah, they don't have that um, struggle to build the resilience. Yeah. So the first thing that hits them, and something will hit you in life. Something will hit you, bitch. <laughs> Be careful. So we would laugh and say that it's not adversity, but it's relevant. Yeah, for, for him. him. Yeah. That was adversity. Yes. And that was a struggle. And it was it was a complete change of circumstances for him. People that don't build resilience, when they're hit with something like that, they're hit really hard. Yeah. Because, and, and you experienced as his friend, yeah. him going through that. I'd like £10,000 and would I be struggling? No. So there's a, there is an amount. Yes. Um, apparently it's $60,000, or this was a few years ago, okay. so let's say $80,000. It can make you happier beyond that amount. Mm. That then it doesn't I've necessarily make you happier. But anyway, that's a different point. Yes. The point is that even though most of us would say that having your budget cut to £10,000 a month is not adversity, for him, it was. That was the yeah. first kind of thing he'd faced in his life. I mean, I don't know everything he faced in his life, but yeah. the first... Financial real... threat. Yes. <laughs> Imminent. Yes. And that was very real for him. Yeah. First time he'd faced anything like that, and it was a struggle. Mm -hmm. And you probably saw the fallout of that firsthand. Yeah. Because I hang around with, you know, well-to-do people... Um, and because I'm on Made in Hoping Chelsea. To drop some change. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of people think that, you know, I'm this wealthy person as well. But it's like mm. everything I have, I've worked for myself. Mm. Um, there's times in life where it has been a struggle for me and I've had to just keep pushing. There's a lot of people, you know, upkeeping this image on social media. And that's just not realistic. Social media is the highlights reel of people's lives of course. anyway. But people will let you believe otherwise. They will. They'll, yeah. And well, I mean, it's very damaging for mental health as well. When people 100%. see everybody's journey, everybody's, yeah. you know, you don't share when you're sat watching TV in your boxer shorts. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> You no. never do that, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you do. Joel's going to know. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's people only share the holidays, the meal out, yeah. when they're looking good. The, the don't show when, I don't know, that life's fallen. I mean, some people do. Some That's all some people do is share. Yeah. Like, oh Negativity. My God. Yeah. And that's that's whole... something I can't hear. Oh, Let's God. have a nice balance, guys. Yeah. Let's do yeah. balance. Sometimes, I don't know if you've noticed my social media, but sometimes on social media, if I've posted a lot of good stuff, I think, do you know what? People will feel bad. Like, looking at my life, thinking, she's got everything, you know, she's mm. on holiday again, and, you know, whatever. People will feel bad. Well, they'll feel bad about their lives. I've been right. that person. <laughs> <laughs> what? What's Carry on. That's so, I've it. been that person, yeah. seeing other people's lives that seems perfect, yeah. and thinking, my life is shit. Yeah. And, do you know what I mean? I, I felt why, like that as well, yeah. Why isn't my life like that? Yeah. Recently, I went on holiday 
you know, a cruise around the Caribbean, mm-hmm. which was fabulous and shared that. But I also shared the fact that I collapsed on the way home. Yeah. You know, we'll come back to that in a later episode. That's that's a podcast on its own. Yeah. But it's it's for balance. This has been amazing, but this was really shit. Or I've been in a lot of pain yeah. or this, that and the other. I try and share that so that people don't feel as bad. I think the things that I'm proud of most on my social media and even on Made in Chelsea is, you know, those moments of adversity, like, you know, my journey with acne, Mm -hmm. um, you know, spreading knowledge about things that happen in real gay relationships. You're not going to connect with somebody when you're just posting, you know, Mm. the best things of your life. There's real you know, beauty and vulnerability and sharing your story with people because that mm. is what people connect with. The concept of like fame and all of that, th- these things has it's changed. It's been turned on its head. It's been changed. Like mm-hmm. just because you go on a show doesn't mean that you're going to have loads of followers. It doesn't mean that you're going to make loads of money. It doesn't mean mm. any of these things. Um, if if you have 100K followers on Instagram, it doesn't mean that you are that bitch and you're making a bucket load of money. Mm. like you have to be proactive in the things that you are doing Mm. you don't just get things given to you Mm. i mean for a lot of people followers means many it's just about how you monetize yourself yeah and how you sell yourself and Mm. who wants you what has been your biggest struggle my biggest there's been so many (laughs) (laughs) wow yeah, like you say, you stand up from one and you're like, whew, I'm glad that's up. And <laughs> yeah. Everything's up. It's like life has seasons. You might go for two, three years in a season that's pretty great and everything, yeah. and then some kind of juggernaut smashes through you and, you know, you have to learn to stand up again. And, yeah. and so I've been through, like, I've been through the pain with my back. Yeah. You know, I had to change my career because I've got slipped discs in my back. Um, it's not very glamorous um, and get a lot of pain. I lost the use of my arm. That was a struggle. Mm. I think that goes up there. I mean, shit, my dad dying at 50, my mum getting de- dementia at 25, yeah. being made an orphan, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Abusive relationships. Yeah. Had it all, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm one of those. When it comes to victim, I used to live in victim state. Like, you know, if you've been to Tenerife, I've been to Eleven Reef. The victim is. <laughs> you know, it's this was victim hurt. Yeah, you can see how animated it become now. Oh my god, this is a subject I know a lot about. Trauma struggle has been a big part of my journey. Yes, and I've I've. Sure. I've you've been yeah you've you've seen a fair bit of it yeah but i think i think the pain physical Mm. pain Mm. with slip discs losing the use of my arm yeah that was that was a struggle and that came at a point in my life where health struggles yeah that's been more difficult for you than internal or abuse or anything like that I don't know. I suppose that's a more recent one. Yeah. And that I still struggle with because yeah, I still struggle with it. It's an ongoing struggle. Yeah. It's not just going to go away. No. No. I've got a knackered spine, basically. Yeah. Slip disc and everything. So that is something that I struggle with on a regular. Mm-hmm. So, and at that point, when, you know, you were making my dinners. Yeah. When I was having to, the only thing I could do every day was my youngest daughter. Tallulah, I the only thing I could do is walk her to school 
and then you know I was high on medication amitriptyline doing nothing else mm -hmm. and I just studied the whole time yeah. I took I think it started and I had a major crash and I was like oh my god my life's over and then I was like right I am going to use this time to rebuild because yeah. all of a sudden I was on benefits because mm -hmm. it couldn't work mm -hmm. you were cooking cleaning Leah was cleaning my eldest this is daughter. why I'm so good at cooking and yeah. cleaning now yeah <laughs> cleaning <laughs> Um, have you seen my house? It is clean. <laughs> Unlike yours. Really? Yeah. That was one of my biggest struggles, I think. That would you say that was one of the lowest moments? Yeah. Um yeah. when I say I've never been suicidal as in I wanted to kill myself. Mm. But when I say I'd be jealous of somebody that was dying of cancer, and people could be triggered by that, but I would actually feel I wish mm. that was me because right. I didn't want to continue. But okay. I wouldn't, because I had kids, I wouldn't take that option to end my life. Yeah. But that's how low so I got. So you were saying you didn't want to physically commit I didn't want suicide, to be alive. but you'd rather be, Not be on alive. the way out. Yeah. 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 That's, that's how I felt at mm -hmm. some moments. Yeah. But I... And it was like I had an option then of filling out a disability form and claiming disability benefit. Mm. And that was a very pivotal point. If I'd have done that, yeah. our lives would have been very different, I believe. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, 100%. Sure. Because obviously when you first started going down to London, I had to pay for you to go to London. Yeah. That would have never happened if I'd have taken that route. Yeah, it's true. Because... For all, I couldn't support you in the way some people did, but I could buy you a, you know, a Megabus or a National <laughs> Express or something. You Praise know. God to Megabus. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it, those kind of funds were available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But at that point, I thought, do, I, I remember getting the form mm. and I thought, do I want to put myself in that headspace? Yeah. So what I did instead was I started rebuilding even mm. though they said the doctor said I had an eight-year-old spine, you know, be lucky to be able to have any kind of a life. I was like, no, yeah, let me do what I can. And in the end, I'd be walking to the gym, doing little bits at the gym, and I rebuilt a lot. I'm not yeah. perfect, you know. No, kind of perfect, <laughs> girl. Um, <yeah>. Almost perfect. <laughs> She's a bitch. <laughs> boy did I have to dig deep and yeah. I used that time because I thought right I'm on benefits let's take it as somebody is paying me for this time what can I be best make use of and I think that's one good thing I am good at is making use of my time yeah. so it was like you know if I not that I'd ever go to prison but if I went to prison I'd be like how can I use this time effectively still time sweetie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is. keep talking to me like that are you proud of that journey though do you look back at that journey with fondness or are you kind of like, fondness. I'm glad that shit is over? Yeah, I never want to go back there. Yes. I know life's life and, you know, I'm probably going to revisit those times. Yeah, you know? it comes up, it comes around. Yeah. How much do you think delusion had to play with you getting out of that um, space? Do you mean that delusion? headspace? I feel like positive delusion 
is such a necessary aspect. Delusion. It's not delusion, is it? Well, it's dreaming. It's well, dreaming. No, it, delusion it's... is something that's not real. Well, yeah, you have to fantasize and visualize. A hundred percent. All the things you want to control. A hundred percent. There's no way. Things happened after that that I could not even visualize. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was like, mm -hmm. and the thing with changing your mindset like that is once you go so far, you can mm. see further to then going yeah. further. And I found that with myself, like just, you might be overwhelmed in that moment of like, what the hell am I doing? Life might be coming at you fast. Adulting is ghetto as hell. Um, <laughs> it is. <laughs> and nobody told me. It's so ghetto. What I tried to tell myself is, just remember every day needs to be a 1% increase. Like just keep walking in the right direction. Don't sometimes just, you can, don't just sometimes feel. Sometimes you have to crawl. Yeah, whatever you can do, crawl, mm. you know, drag yourself across the floor, do what mm. you need to do. But as long as you are not stagnant, stagnant stagnation, mm -hmm. she is a dirty bitch. Mm. <laughs> you know, at school, you go up a level. Yeah. At university, college, you go yeah. up a level. And life should be like that. It should. But some people, it's not like that. It's they, not. But do you know what? For some people, that's that's okay. Mm -hmm. You don't have to upgrade your life every year. No. You no, don't know. You don't. You do. I don't think. No. I feel like your life can downgrade at times, mm -hmm. and that's fine. But as long as you analyse your situation. An arrow right. is pulled back before it gets propelled. There you go. Y'all heard that? Mm -hmm. Pull that <laughs> shit back and let it go. Preach. <laughs> Do you think that any of these struggles have harboured any resentment? As you know, I've been through yeah. violent relationships. Yes. That Jamelia song, Thank You. I love that song. Mm. Thank you. That, yeah. So if you haven't heard it, go listen go to Go listen to Jamelia. It's, thank you. It's like, thank you for putting me down. It's those moments you grow from. Yes. It, 100%. The moments where people have not believed in me, mm. I've grown from those moments. When I started to do the show... Yeah. And people were like, you're going to do what? A show with a dog? You think that's going to work? No one's going to watch it? Well, excuse me, honey. It was like trending on everything and everywhere. Yeah. How many like, views you got, girl? Yeah, don't know. Million! <laughs> 35 million point seven hundred. No, I don't know. <laughs> and three. <laughs> so is your advice not to listen to anybody? And is it okay to share ideas with people? Not to listen to anybody would be a stupid thing to do. Right. You've got to take advice off somebody. Okay. <laughs> What's it like having a gay son? <laughs> Must be fabulous. Um, so my rant is triggered people. People that are angry as hell about everything. Yeah. It's like, you know, like, I don't know. April Fool's Day comes around. You have to be yeah. really careful what you joke about. Like before, people used to share a scan result picture and like, oh, I'm pregnant. But then you get the people that are like, oh, you can't do that. I've lost a baby. Or do you know yeah. what I mean? And it's like triggered. And I can say that I like you're my rainbow child. So and anybody that don't know what that is, it's 
you know, when you've lost a baby and yep. then you get pregnant straight away afterwards. So I did. I've been also through gay. that. Hello. <laughs> Rainbow baby. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, never made that connection. <laughs> I think there's a lot in this world mm. that, you know, is worth defending. I think your generation, Generation X, I known for being a little bit, you know, abrasive. And there's a lot our generation needs to change because of the generations that came before us. You need to change. Yeah, in the world. <laughs> We've ruined the world. Not you've ruined the world. <laughs> maybe y'all need to just go to therapy. <laughs> I think maybe that might be it. <laughs> right, okay. Why do your generation not want to go to therapy? I have lots of clients that are my age and older. Yes. I believe your generation, mm-hmm. it's like your generation, um, they, they get very easily offended. Yeah. Like our generation are just used to basically taking the piss out of each other. And you weren't being bullied unless you were having your head like smacked off your shoulders. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, well, you didn't get bullied with words as much because you shrugged it off. So you just got used to it and you were tough. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whereas things have changed with your generation and other generations that it's now we're not allowed to say this, we're not allowed to say that. And that, do, by doing that, it makes you more sensitive. Yeah. Because you're not used to, like, people saying, But you should know, we be used to it? Should we have a standard of living where we want, you know, to live in a just society? I agree, but it's not, is it? <clears throat> it's if if I was like really particular and never said anything unkind to you, mm. I'm not preparing you for the real world. Yes. I think that's one plus for being mm. the son of a bitch. <laughs> you are well prepared. I think I've been prepared. <laughs> I mean, my style is, I suppose, quite harsh. Yeah, you've got tough love. Yeah. You are a tough lover, yeah. for sure. And it's like my therapy style, my clients come to me because my, that's my therapy style, yeah. is I'm not going to mince my words. Yeah. If you're being a fanny, I'm going to tell you you're being a fanny. It's literally... <laughs> fanny? Well, whatever. <laughs> it's, that's what I'm going to do. That's, yeah. That is my therapy style. I think some people do appreciate that, but I guess you will get clients that are a little bit more sensitive. I mean, that's why I, I have a consultation with my clients and they see how I am straight away. So let's get to the root of this. Mm. What does a triggered person embody to you? So like, for instance, you could open a door for someone mm. like, a, you know, I don't know, a feminist. And it's like, it's the wrong thing to do. Open the door to a feminist. Yeah, like a man could hold yeah. the door open mm-hmm. for a woman, okay. and all of a sudden it's a, it's an issue. Yeah, I mean, do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's it's somebody's trying to do something nice, and yet they become offended by it. Yes, you know, and it's that kind of thing that can be offended by literally anything. But is there some things that people have a right to be offended to? Obviously, yeah. if things are quite severe. But, you know, people make jokes, people, it's just, it's, 
it's a scale, isn't yeah, it? There's it some things scale. that you really shouldn't like. I mean, I don't know. Is there things you shouldn't joke about? There's nothing really off my ear. <laughs> Not off yours. I definitely have a filter, but I've learned to have a filter. I mm. think definitely growing up with you, mm. I think our family, we were just so abrasive. I think being out in the real world, you know, traveling, I've learned to filter myself a little bit more because not everybody needs to hear my opinion mm. on what they're doing with their lives. You I see, think that's a valuable lesson that most teenagers my age mm. grow up to learn. You see, that's where where, the... where did that lesson happen for you? Well, I'm going to say that's why we're different because everybody <laughs> does need to hear my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's... Opinion. You see, I could be offended that you're trying to silence me. Oh, <laughs> shut up. Maybe that's what you need. See, you just told your show. I'm offended. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> We're finished. We have Wait, a floppy fine, mic fine. issue. Is that all right? <laughs> yeah. Joel made the mic go it's floppy. Fine. As you listen to my voice, you will feel obliged, obligated, compelled to subscribe, like, and share.